Adventures, everybody. I'm Melissa Bonzak, and welcome to episode 38 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with the indie authors that you should be reading. It is Thursday, July 25th, 2019, and I'm dying to know what you're reading. So drop down to the comments and let me know. I'm always looking for recommendations. Let's see, what am I reading? Thank you for asking. Um, I am listening to audiobooks right now. I'm not uh, running around with the paperback just because I'm uh, constantly making notes uh, for the book that I'm working on. And uh, this way I can just click pause and get back to uh, work. Uh, my boards are in front of me and they're full of the outlines and the book is due on August 1st and I am running behind and I'm panicking. Um, we'll see if I can get it done. I've got eight days. We'll see. So uh, I want to welcome uh, new listeners in Switzerland and Germany. Welcome to the show. We have nine different countries that tune in every week, and that is so, so cool. Let's see. Oh, and I've got some comments that I keep forgetting, uh, and I know I've missed some here and there. Um, uh, on episode, let's see, of a couple of episodes ago, I think it was episode 35. I've got notes here. Yeah. It's behind the screen. Uh, episode 35, uh, we gave away a book uh, from Cecilia Mecca. And uh, Terry was the winner. And she had a comment. And I can't see my screen. Hang on. Oh, brother. I can't see my screen. Uh, let me see. Okay. Let me find her comment here. It's underneath all my notes. Here we go. Loved your interview with Cecilia. I've read her first vampire book. Actually, I listened to it on Audible. I did too. Wow, glad to hear that the same characters will continue in the next book. And uh, for commenting, she won a uh, signed copy of one of Cecilia's books. Uh, threw everybody in a big hat, everybody that commented, and she was the winner. So congratulations to Terry. I wasn't able to mention that in last week's show because, um, oh, I had, to, I had to set it all up early, a couple of days early. And the, the uh, uh, contest went until last Wednesday. So anyway, congratulations, Terry. And uh, I know that she will enjoy whatever book that she gets from Cecilia. Uh, also had a comment from Lael, I'm gonna say it wrong. I'm sorry, Lael Chavez saying fun interview. Uh, same interview, she liked that. And I know there was a couple other comments and I did not write them down. I'm so sorry uh, if I don't mention your comment. I'm dying in my office here. Uh, I don't have the fan on and I'm absolutely dying. So let's just get right into this week's show. This is part one with Mary Mayweather. She writes small town romance. You're really gonna like this show. I met her up in Chicago. She is so much fun. All we did was laugh in Chicago and all we did was laugh during the interview. So have a listen and I will see you after. Okay, welcome Mary. Mary Mayweather is joining us today. and I'm gonna read her bio real quick. 20 years ago, Mary Mayweather went on a date with a very sweet man from Montana. Three weeks later, they were engaged and they've lived happily ever after. That's very sweet. When I write my romance novels, the characters are the people that I see on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, the characters are the people that I see on a day-to-day -day basis. Hmm, we'll talk about that more. Up here in what I like to call the far, far north, people work hard, live fiercely, and love, knowing that they have a community of people behind them. That gives me chills. We support <laughs> each other through the hardships and celebrate the victories. The best part, similar to the characters in my stories, at the end of the long day or a rough week, we have stories to share for the years to come. Welcome, Mary. Thank you. So we're going to talk um, 
let's start. You write a hometown, small town romance. Yes. And uh, I don't know if that's an actual category, but I thought that really defined uh, the feel of the romance books. And um, uh, we're not going to talk too much detail about the Three Creeks Montana series because I'm in the middle of reading them. So I don't want to hear anything that I shouldn't hear. So um, <laughs> what? let's start with now, Little, you, you said you live in a small town. How big is the town that you live in? Um, I actually live on a farm. And so my nearest neighbor is two miles away. Ah, so how big, so how far away is the town? The town is, I think, five miles away. Oh, that's not too bad. So how yeah. big is the town? I think there, actually, I just did a survey for a grad school course. There's 400 people. 400? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, that's um, and this is a funny but true story. I lived in Phoenix before we came to Montana, and we actually live in North Toole County. So I lived in Maricopa County in Phoenix, and we moved to Toole County, Montana. Phoenix had a population of 5 million. Toole County, and we're just like a little piece of Toole County, had 5,000. And so I'm in between two towns and one town has 400 and another town has like 300. Wow. That is really small. And I thought the last time we lived in was um, in Wisconsin and there were, I wrote it down cause I looked it up. There were 8,234 people. And I don't think those four included us. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think they did a population thing, but everybody in the town is related. My husband's mother's from there. His dad is from there. His stepdad is from there. Mm -hmm. So we lived there for, um, uh, I don't know, two and a half something years. His sister owns a golf course there. Mm -hmm. Hi, Amy. And uh, great golf course, uh, Maplewood Golf Course, if you're in uh, um, that area. So um, it's a great golf course. So we lived up there for a couple of years. And everywhere you went in town, my husband was related to somebody. We were at the, when we first got there, like the first week we were checking out of a Walgreens and the lady said, I think we're related. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was small, not as small as yours, but small enough that when one of the nephews started dating, grandma said, tell me who you're going to date before you date them because you may be related. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he's dating a girl that's from out of town, which was smart. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so you, you've lived in this small town, and in your, uh, in your bio, you say that the characters are the people that I see on a day-to-day -day basis. So does anybody recognize themselves in your books? Yes. Um, and, and the main characters aren't anybody in the town, but it's the friends. And what was funny is um, in Three Creeks, I have two really good friends. and um they picked it up how far i don't know if have you been to the bathroom scene yet i don't think so okay there's a conversation that happens in the bathroom there's a conversation in the grocery store oh the grocery store yeah okay and i even i i described it down to what my friend wears and then in the bathroom scene was another friend and they didn't get it 
they didn't get that they were the characters until, um, was it Home Sweet Home? Yeah, until Home Sweet Home. And then they were like, ah, you did, ah. <laughs> So they were pleased. <laughs> yes, and, 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 and I only like do positive. Like if there's a mean person, I make up mean people, but the, the, the close friendships are the people I know. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, so you, you have, what do you have on your farm? Us? Um, we are um, barley, wheat, and peas. And we hmm. do crop rotation because we're trying to do things not totally organic. But if you plant peas in the root system, there's extra nitrogen but it takes two years. Oh. So the next year you do wheat and to give the nitrogen chan a chance to release in the soil. And then the subsequent year you do barley. And so it's more of a natural fertilization system. Okay. And so all people up here are doing things like that. Like someone was doing um, cover crops and they did flax in with one of their crops because then the flax would um the weeds wouldn't have a chance to grow ah interesting yeah i know just a teeny bit about that my mom was raised on a farm and then there was a lot of farmers uh in the family um up in wisconsin so i mean i've heard but i haven't really paid much attention now i saw the picture on your webpage. you got cows or horses behind you is that you're taking oh, that that I was actually at a horse rescue for that picture. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe you had horses to animals. So you don't have to worry about getting up to feed animals. You're not no. slapping the pigs and collecting the hen, hen eggs and all that stuff. No. Okay, that's good. That's good. It's not, and I was thinking, you know, you go from 5 million people in Phoenix to, you know, a handful of pigs. That might be, <laughs> that might be kind of... <laughs> <laughs> that might be, you know, a little too much yeah. culture shock, you know. <laughs> but if you're, but if you're farming, that's totally different because it, the farms are just gorgeous. They were near us, right next to us. They were, they were growing corn, and um, uh, when we lived in North Dakota, there were sunflowers that were down from where we lived, and it was just so beautiful to drive past until you saw a moose standing in the sunflower fields, and then you felt for the farmer because you know that there was, those moose were just eating you know, sacks and sacks worth of, of the crop. Because <laughs> the moose would just stand there chowing down and he wouldn't leave until the farmer would get out there and shoo him away. And they're, they're big animals, so they can be really dangerous. They are. And you'd see people pull over to the side of the road, going into the field to take pictures, and you'd yell to them, get out of the field. The moose will kill you if yeah. it kicks you. You know, mm -hmm. oh, people are, people aren't always wise. So go ahead and read a little bit from one of your books. Let us know which one it is okay. and just read a little bit so people can get a feel for your small town romances. Okay. I feel bad because this is from Welcome Home. <laughs> I'm not going to listen. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Have you been to the brewery date? What? Have you been to the brewery date? They're, they're on the brewery date, so... Okay, then you've read this. You're good. You're good. Oh, okay. 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 So, um... Okay, hold on. Hold on. 
Okay. Kent could change your mind if you let him. Layla's grin hinted that she had a plan of her own. Abigail's plan entailed getting Layla and Zach to reconcile, not get set up with the first available man she met since returning home. Beside, besides, the sting from being called an outsider still burned fresh in her mind. Come on now, she joked. I'm sure Kent Parker has more important interests. Just as Abigail tried to say something to change the course of the conversation back to Zach, Layla said, but Kent organized an unpacking party for you. That has to mean something. <clears throat> I thought the same thing, Abigail agreed. After the gathering, she looked at Kent in a new light. Then she added, but since then, Zach explained that Kent was being neighborly. Layla's mouth fell open. Zach said, what? The last thing Abigail wanted was to get her brother in trouble with his wife. She was trying to get them to reconcile. Not, not, not in those exact words, but he emphasized that people here are supportive of their neighbors and I have a freezer full of casseroles to prove it. Speaking of, would you wanna come over, this, over with the kids for dinner sometime this week? She'd make sure to invite Zach also. A family dinner would go a long way in bringing them back together. The conversation came to a natural close as the bus parked at the edge of the brewery's parking lot. One by one, they filed off the bus with the women leaving first because they were at the front. Abigail moved toward the back of the group to make room for the couples to form. She turned to start a conversation with the woman who appeared to be her age from another group when Kent approached her. <clears throat> Can I talk to you about something? Taking her by the hand to guide her away from the group, he didn't give her a chance to say yes or no. The level of command in his voice sent an alert. Kent is unhappy about something and she caused it. Since she hadn't said anything contrary to or about him, Abigail struggled to understand why. Is everything okay? Yes, everything's fine. I thought I'd pull you aside to set the record straight. I wasn't being neighborly. Oh, she didn't know what else to say. In the back of her mind, she wondered how loud she'd been talking. As though he read her mind, he said, I was sitting in the seat behind you. She felt her face redden as she tried to recall what else she said in the conversation. Again, the only response that came to her was, oh, what was it about this man that made her lose her faculties? When she was with other men, she knew how to take control of the situation. Around Kent, her mind turned to mush. So, are we clear on where we stand with each other? No, Abigail answered. He helped her move into her house. It wasn't like he asked her out on a date or made a claim on her. Let me help you. He played with a piece of hair that dangled by her cheek. If I had a choice of sitting with Bernard or you, there is no choice. I want you. Abigail swallowed hard and her body burst into flames. Did the man have any idea of his effect of his words on her? The corners of his mouth turned up to form a seductive grin. Yes, he knew. From behind them, they heard Zach yell, hey, can you get cozy later? We're ready to go. Abigail exhaled the breath. She wasn't aware she held. Kent was hot, but he didn't say much to clear up matters. If she had the choice between him and Bernard, she'd choose Kent too. She rushed to catch up to her friends. Kent grabbed a hold of Abigail's hand. I learned from my mistakes. You're not getting away from me this time. Dun, dun, dun. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't read it, but before that, they were talking about being cougars. Being what? And cougars. 
older women that flirt with younger oh, men. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So that's why she's like, oh my gosh, what did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So, <laughs> that's, and that's, that's in this first one in the Three Creeks Montana series. Okay. And yes. there's four books in the series? Yes. And then there's um, uh, uh, Small Town Stories, that yes. one... That are, uh, those, uh, those look like they are short stories. They're novellas. I, novellas, and, that's it. Yes. So they're just a little shorter, but not too much shorter. And then there's the Ashbrook, and then there were four in the Small Town series. Mm-hmm. And then in the Ashbrook, Montana series, is this a city that's near Three Creeks or a little town yes. that's near? It's about 30 miles because out here, the towns are roughly 30 to 60 miles apart. Oh, nice. So if you, if your car breaks down, you know, you only have to walk so far, 30, 30 to 60 miles before you find somebody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've lived in my share of small towns and, and mm-hmm. um, I know, you know, that's like, you always have a box in the back of your truck that has emergency supplies. You have water, mm-hmm. you have food, you have a blanket, you have batteries, <laughs> you have a radio, um, and this year round that you do those things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you wear, you know, shoes, and you have sunscreen, you have a hat, you have a can to pee in and a can with a candle. And um, we'll get toilet paper. I'm sorry? Toilet paper. Oh, toilet paper. Oh, you know, I don't know if I ever had toilet paper. <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> God, I hope so. All I know is my kids would always steal all the chocolate bars out of the survival kit. <laughs> so if we'd gotten stuck somewhere, you know, we would have starved to death. But it's in a can, and we've been in okay, I guess. <laughs> oh gosh. So, so how long have you lived in this little town? How long have you lived in Montana? Um, five years. Five years yet, because you said your husband, you met him in in, uh, Phoenix, Mm -hmm. and you didn't realize that he was from a farming community. Yes, and um, um, this is like, and it's funny because you know, like, um, (coughs) sometimes there's fate. When he was, well, when I graduated from eighth grade, no, when I I was like a sophomore in high school, he moved to Arizona because he's five years older than me. And he literally lived within a mile of me until we met when I was 28. Wow. And, um, and so, and like, as I told the story, we were friends. And if you've ever seen the movie Up and like, my hair is pretty neat right now, but my hair is always frizzy and I'm always that wild person. And he's really, really quiet. And I decided he needed a friend is what happened. (laughs) (laughs) You need a little wild. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. This is, these are sweet romances. He needed a friend. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I'm, if you know me, I'm not like wild, like, yeah, (laughs) like romance wild. (laughs) But you know what? If there's a bungee cord, I'm going to jump off it. And so oh, that's great. And and so I decided he needed a friend, and then that's it's a little like the movie up. Yeah. Oh, that's so great that you were so close to each other and it was meant to be, really. Wow. So what brought you from Phoenix to Montana? Um actually and 
you can't see much here, but this is actually his bedroom from high school. <laughs> so you're living in his childhood home. Yes. Oh, okay. And so what so, happened is um, his mother was managing the farm. <clears throat> well, when his, and then his sister was. Well, they passed within six months of each other. Oh, I'm so yeah, sorry. That was, That's tough. That was, yeah, it was. And um, so we came up to take over the farm. Ah. And it, and actually, I kind of got the idea for writing from his sister because as we're going through the stuff, she wrote and and it was she wrote fantasy and I still have all of her what she had written. But in one of her notes, she said that she wanted to write a sex in the city type of the book, but with country women. Ah, nice. Well, maybe you can take what she wrote and finish it and, and be co-authors. That's a good idea. And at the time, I didn't know how to do that. Now I could. Yeah. 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 My dad was an author and he, he mostly wrote short articles and short stories for mm-hmm. magazines and things. And so that was his second career. He retired from business when he was uh, 55. Back in those days, you know, oh, you could, you know, it was back in the early 80s when he did retire. And then his second career was volunteerism and writing. And I have, ton- he's, he wrote really good stuff. Uh, but the longer stories would need to, I'd need to go through it. My mom said to me, why don't you just write them and, you know, call them your own. And I said, well, well I wouldn't do that. But I might go back and I might, um, revisit something that he was working on and, and finish it for the two of us. Uh, be awesome. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I've got so much of my own writing that I'm trying to get finished. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, that, that's something maybe in the future that I'll look at. But, you know, you should think about doing that, especially since she wanted to write the type of stuff that you're writing now. No, so that was the thing. She wrote fantasy. Oh, fantasy. Oh, and this was just a little note she jotted in one of her journals. Oh, how do you you like her fantasy books? Yes, yes. She um she loved Tolkien and um yeah she loved Tolkien, and so it's more of that you know high fantasy with the elves and the great descriptions and the yeah, and so I was like, I I and at that now I could but at the time I couldn't have done that that level description with fantasy. I'm like, but I know people. That's true. If you found somebody, you might be able to find somebody to co-write and finish and finish her stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if you like it. Especially. Yeah. So so what are you working on that's yours? I know you've got the you've got like eleven or twelve books out. Do you have anything new in, in either of the three series that's gonna be coming um, out? I am I've written I'm I have written I'm I'm now I'm doing the Paradise Hills series. I didn't see that one. Paradise Hill. If you look, it's it started with Meet Me by the Christmas Tree, because every Christmas I would I write a story, uh-huh. and um, my friends were like, there were a couple of characters, and they're like, okay, so when are they going to get their romance? And um, I ended with a proposal. Well, what about the wedding? So then, what I did is I have Paradise Hill Summer, written. And I'm almost done with Paradise Hills Trick or Treat. I like that. <laughs> and then I have Paradise Hills Thanksgiving that I have to write. And yeah. then I have three Christmas stories coming up. They'll, they'll be, the Christmas ones will be all novellas. 
but they're Paradise Hills, which is more of like the mountain range, like the Yellowstone area of Montana. Oh, okay. And um, there they believe like in a little bit of like the magic of love. They believe in signs. And so like meet me by the Christmas tree. Um, the family, like there's this old tree in downtown Paradise Hills and the dad met the mom there and proposed to her six days later. <laughs> and so they believe like once you see the person that's your love, that's it. And so yeah. that's what these stories are about. Oh, I like that. I like that. So <clears throat> you, you will have how many in that series? Six. It'll be three novels and three novellas. So, okay. And then the one, the Christmas one is out. Yeah. So that would actually make it seven. Okay. And you no, know, I think I did when I was scrolling through the books. Mm -hmm. um, I think I did see, I'm not going to try to look now, but I think I did see a Christmas cover. Mm -hmm. I like your covers. Yeah, they feel very, mm -hmm. they feel like the small town romance. Um, one of them was a girl holding something in her hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I think that might have been that one of the Ashbrook. Yeah, that was Let the Games Begin. Okay. Yeah, yeah I like that. I like that. So <clears throat> where can everybody find you if they want to read some small town romance? Um, my website or Amazon. And um, actually, if you go to my website, the links to the books on Amazon are there. And it's www.marymayweather.com. And it's M-E-R-R-I-W-E-T-H. Wait a minute. Nope. M-E-R-R-I-M-A-Y-W-E-T-H-E-R. -E -E yes. So make sure you spell it right or you will not be able to find her. Because um, mm -hmm. I had trouble because we, we met in Chicago a few mm -hmm. months ago and I came home and I was, I went to Amazon. I was looking up her name and of course I was spelling it wrong. M-A-R-Y. Like I can't find her. I can't find her. And I can't, I, could, I have, um, I had this little book, which I have, I had this little book that I wrote down everybody that I met and then I misplaced it and I'm thinking, ah, and so I was trying to look up and find people. And then I finally, then I remembered, Oh, wait a minute. I was chatting with her on Facebook. Thank God. So, <laughs> but then I, so then I went to Facebook and found, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I've spelled it wrong. Uh, but then I found my little book. And, yeah, yeah. And then I found my book. So um, now I can um, finish uh, looking. This was a conference, writing conference where we did do, I, I was reading some of my notes from the conference and I can't understand what the hell I was writing about. Okay, and we're so, like, damn, I wonder what I learned because it's gone. Oh. <laughs> So um, I need to take better notes next time or else not bother taking notes or something. I don't know. Actually, the um, PowerPoints are on the, in the Facebook group. Oh, are there? Oh, that works. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should look at that. Yeah, that was the, uh, okay. I'll go to the group and, <laughs> you know, now that you say that, I think I remember Brian saying that, that, you people, no, Jay, put uh -huh. your down, pay attention. These notes are elsewhere, <laughs> which I completely forgot until I just said that. Oh, geez. <laughs> and you uh, know what else? If people want to go, I, um, I Instagram a lot. Like I try to get there every day. And, um, and so I take a lot of pictures of life. Like I did the road trip. So everybody got pictures of this great American road trip, but, um, of life like around the small town and in the around the farm thanks mary <laughs> <laughs>
come back next week and you will catch part two of my interview with her. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, or like I said, book suggestions, let me know in the comments. You can also find me on Instagram under books cubed and you can tell me there, or if you're an author, introduce yourself. So I am going to leave. I'm going to go turn my fan on and uh, try to recover from how hot my office has become in the, oh gosh, 15 or so minutes that it's taken me to record this beginning and ending for this week's show. So I'm going to go. I'll see you next week. Go read a good book. <laughs>